Welcome to the Parenting with Impact podcast with your hosts, Elaine Taylor-Klaus and Diane Dempster, co-creators of ImpactParents.com, an online community, award-winning blog, and service organization, helping parents all over the world to raise complex kids become capable, independent adults. Elaine and Diane are certified coaches with personal experience raising children with challenges such as ADHD, anxiety, and more, and extensive experience in guiding parents to raise their complex kids with confidence and calm. On the podcast, Elaine and Diane interview experts, bringing you cutting-edge information about your child's challenges, teach you real-life strategies to create lasting change, and demonstrate how coaching can guide you to parent your complex kids one conversation at a time. For the essentials of Elaine and Diane's coach approach to parenting, download a free tip sheet at impactparents.com slash podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another conversation in the Parenting with Impact podcast. I'm so excited to have this conversation with Rebecca Green today. Um, because I just love her energy and the positivity she brings. And let's be honest, anybody who's got a book called Whiny Palooza is right up my alley. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. So Rebecca, welcome. Thanks for being with me. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm so excited. I know, me too. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to start by, I want you to tell us a little bit about the work that you do with families of complex kids or any kind of kids and what got you there. And then make sure you pick up how you got to Wimey Palooza because it's brilliant, you know? Oh my gosh, that's so sweet. Well, back in the day, (laughs) um, it feels like so long ago, life just goes so fast. I was doing therapy with families whose children had severe behavior problems. And that's what I did every day, all day. And I didn't have children. Remind me, you're a social worker? I'm a social worker. I have my master's degree in social work and I love working with families. And, and I had so much energy for my families because I didn't have any kids. So I was going full throttle all day and all night, every day. And then I gave birth to my first son and I cried and cried and cried and, um, told my husband, Seth, that I was not going back to work. (laughs) Right. Uh huh. That, that lasted a long time. <laughs> so then I got to stay home with my kids for, I would say about six years and had three children and really found it overwhelming in a, right? in not in, yes, yes. Like not, yes, like not in, you know, a terrible way, just in a, oh my God, this is a lot. This is a lot. Right. Yes. And they were all little and they all needed so much from me. And I started writing it down. Right. And it just became this fabulous coping skill. And my husband was like, you're writing a blog. So <laughs> were you young enough at that point to go, what's a blog? Or was it? Because oh, when, I when was somebody like, said that to me, I was like, what's a blog? <laughs> talking about I'm just writing about parenting right and so, <laughs> so he explained it to me right and it's funny because you know when your kids are little they're whiny yeah and we always had a party to take them to when they're little it's birthday party birthday party birthday party and right. stuff is like they're always whining and if there's always a party it's whiny palooza it's a whiny palooza <laughs> party And it became a joke in my house that I remember vividly that my son hurt his foot and was being so dramatic and was throwing himself on the floor. (laughs) And Ella, right? Exactly. Sandra Bernhardt. (laughs) Yeah. Daughter Ella 
goes, it's whiny palooza all over the place. <laughs> so it became a joke in my house. Right, right. And it just and it's such a great description, right? It <laughs> captures like any parent with any kids, much less yes. multiple kids, knows yes. exactly what you're talking about. It's when I hysterical. and when I first met you, I think I was on your podcast, right? When the book came out, yes, when, when the essential guy came out. And you know, we do something in the ADHD space called the ADHD Parents Palooza, spelled oh, differently. I love that. And so we've been doing the Palooza for a few years as a summit right? With Linda Rodley. And when I was invited to your podcast, I'm like, I, I gotta go. <laughs> I can't miss this. This is too good. Well, and we wanted to spell it the real way, but it was taken. So that's right. why it's, that's why it's spelled funky. That's but, so you know, we started to talk about the blog. So the blog comes out every Wednesday. And then on right. Wednesday night, we started to go live and talk about the blog. And we found that the vlog, which is a video blog, because I didn't right. know what that was. We found that people like that better. Yeah. And they wanted to see me and they wanted to hear us. Right. So th- and then Seth is like, we're going to take it to a podcast. Like he's just, you know, the, his marketing brain could keep me say, busy. So, so those of you who don't know, need to know that, <laughs> that Rebecca's husband is, is a marketing genius, right? Like that's his thing. He's really, really good. So having that in-house is better than, look, I, I sleep with my tech support, but you sleep with your marketing guy. I mean, that's, you know. Well done. <laughs> well, thank you very much. We're, you know what? We're such a good team in parenting yeah. and in work. And it's we so just, clear. Yeah, yeah, we just complement each other with our differences and we have different skills with everything. And yeah, he's just, so, he's helped. Go ahead. So, so here's the question. At what point did you realize you were working again? <laughs> um, the money was rolling in. I knew oh. that I was, I knew that I was working because it was kind of like a rituals every day that involved fitting in work into my crazy life, which I was mm-hmm. happy to do because it felt like something for me yes. and it felt like something for me and moms were saying thank you to me. So it was reinforcing it. And I was like, I love this so much. And then the money started coming and I was like, this is, I'm working. <laughs> But look at this. I have it. Well, you know, I always say the best gift I ever gave my kids was going back to work. Yeah. Like for, by far. And I had always worked part time when they were little, but I was just saying this with a client today. If we don't do something, when we're smart, productive, ambitious women, if we don't do something with our brains, we end up making our kids a job. And that's not actually good for them. Mm, I love that. Yeah. Right? They, yes. they, they are their own job. They need yes. to be their own job. And when we make them our project or our job, especially when you have complex kids like I do, yes. um, it can it's not really necessarily healthy for them. Well, and they get such a better mother. I mean, yeah. when I'm fulfilled and happy, I mean, Seth, has, my husband has said to me so many times, they just want a happy mom. So if That's something right. doesn't make you happy, don't do it. Don't, you know, like don't volunteer for everything. He's like, actually figure out what makes you happy because that's what they want from you. Yeah. Well, so say that again. If something doesn't make you happy, don't Don't do do it. it. Don't do it. And you're not talking about like doing the dishes or making (laughs) the bed, right? You're talking about like all the other things that are asked of us as a parent. Well, yes. And I think that it's also what I'm finding so much these days with the kids back in school and life being so crazy is it's all our perspective all day. 
It's how I'm thinking the entire day. And I keep catching myself. I will think something negative and I'm like, absolutely not. Not going there. I'm not going there. This is wonderful. My friend just told me that she doesn't have to drive her son anymore. He has his license and he's, and he's liberating. Well, it's wonderful for him and it's convenient for us, but we also lose something. And when I pick my son up today and his friends jump in my car, I'm going to feel so differently because in two years, he's going to be driving himself. Yeah. You know, you know, we can talk about that another time because there is something extraordinary that happens when they get that independence, they grow up so much faster, so quickly. It's really beautiful. Oh my gosh. No, in a beautiful way. In a beautiful way. When your kid calls you on the way and says, I'm stopping off at the grocery store on the way home from school. Can I pick up anything for you? It's like the world has shifted on its axis. I love that. It is an amazing thing. But, but so let's go back. So you realize you were working and I love this message. I'm hearing two things. One is happy mama, happy family. Yes. Yes. Um, the other is, is really being mindful and, and intentional about what you say yes to as a parent oh, right? and what you say no to. Yes. Because a lot of us have this tendency to say yes, yes, yes. And then we get shoulds all over the place and we should all over ourselves. Right. Um, yes. And what you're saying is really choose what you want to put your energy to and choose where to say no. Yes. And I've had to give myself this like permission to say no, because yeah. a lot of us struggle to say, yeah. yes, me I too. love to make people happy. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. I'm with you. Well, you know, when I went through coach training and you'll appreciate this, one of the things that happened early on is I made a decision for one year. I committed to myself for one year that I was only going to do things I wanted to do. And that meant I had to figure out what I wanted in doing the dishes or in driving carpool or like what, what was important about it to me. And so, like you're saying, I really found the joy and relished the, the mundane stuff of family life. And I stopped doing things like making appearances. Yes. Right. And it made my mom a little unhappy, but, (laughs) (laughs) but I stopped doing things that I was doing because I should, and it changed my life forever. I love, I love it. I I don't want to make you fall off your chair right now, but I did not go to high school open house last night because, (gasps) because (laughs) I'm like, I struggled with this decision. I wanted to sit and enjoy Max's soccer game. And I'm like, what do you actually want to do? I want to sit here and watch my son and they had a meet and greet. The open house was a meet and greet. I'm like, I don't need to wander the school and find his teachers. Right. I want to sit here. <laughs> and I will get in touch with him later. Yes. Figure that yes. out. Yes. yes. Good for you. I know. Awesome. I know. Can you believe it? Well, and it, and it feels like such a, I mean, it feels like such a radical act. Yes. Right. And it's yes. not. It's actually, you know, our model at, at, at Impact Parents is, is circled in self-care. We're all about self-care. And what I'm hearing you saying is that for you, self-care, part of your self-care is really your self-talk. It's really your, yes. self, your choices. Your, you know, it's not the, ver- the bubble bath or, you know, the book club. It's choosing to be happy in this moment with what I'm doing. A hundred percent. And I have changed so much with self-care. I am not alone when I say that I used to think it was selfish. I used to think 
that I was taking time for myself and I was taking away from my family. And somewhere along the way, I realized it was totally the opposite. And a burned out fried mother is not who they want to come home. (laughs) I've had clients whose kids have said to them, mom, would you please start going back to the gym? Because this one mom went and took a full-time job. And so she stopped going to the gym because she felt guilty about not being home with her kids. Right. And the kids literally came to her within about a month and said, please, please go back to the gym. Yeah. We need, we need that from you. I like that. They noticed that. Right. Right. So calm, happy parents make for much happier households. Yes. Yeah. So we talk about it in terms of the tone of the home. What else do you do to set the tone of your home? Oh my gosh. The mother is, it can be pressure. It can be pressure because I have noticed I'm the heart of the home. And when I'm in a bad mood, everybody's in a bad mood. So Mm. I will notice it's a lot of me. It's a lot of awareness of me. I will notice that I'm really cranky. I'm just feeling really cranky today and I'm barking at them and they're like, I'm going to get away from her. And so it's more self-awareness of how I'm behaving. That is the hugest thing for setting the tone because all they want is for me to be calm. And if I get revved up, they get revved up. And I'm noticing that my calmness makes the whole house calm. Yeah. So let's talk about that because that's a big part of what we work, our our work and what we teach at Impact Parents, right? Yes. What are some of the things you do to manage that and to get calm when you're not feeling so calm? It's starting to notice patterns. So for me, the biggest pattern for me is the clock, racing the clock. So I started to... Yes. I started to notice when am I the most stressed out? When am I the not nice mommy? It's when I am yelling at them because we need to get out the door and my patience is gone. So Mm -hmm. a perfect example of how I have fixed this is I am now getting up at six o'clock in the morning and I never would have guessed that I would be a six o'clock riser. I'm not this like- I'm so with you. (laughs) I'm so with you. I'm not just like, yay, it's the morning. No, not a morning person. Um, Trying to become more of a morning person. But if I give myself more time, I am such a better parent. Mm -hmm. When I am fitting things in and rushing, I'm short with them. I'm yelling. I mean, I would tell you, yes, my kids would say the morning is completely different because I'm giving myself so much more time. So I love the story. And so when my kids were younger, like I think my oldest wasn't even 10 yet, maybe we had the same thing with the mornings and we sat down one afternoon and I said to them, look, this, forgive my language, this morning sucked, Yes, right? I hated it. Did anybody else hate it? And they were all like, yeah, this morning was awful. mom." Mm. And, and so instead of saying, this is what I'm going to do differently, I said, does anybody else want this to change? And everybody's like, yeah, 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 mom. So when I asked them what needed to happen differently, they told me we needed to stop rushing mm. from the mouths of babes. Yeah. And like you, I am not a morning person. Yes. And so what I realized I was doing was I was letting them sleep to the last possible moment because mm. I wanted them to get their sleep. Yes. Right. And because I wanted me to get my sleep. And they said, no, we need to get up earlier. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't need to get up earlier. Yeah, mom, we need time to putz around in the morning. We need early. Yes. And when we started getting up earlier, as you said, 
everything changed. And I still resist it because I don't love getting up so early in the morning. No, no. But they need that extra time. And when they, yes. and it helps them raise their awareness when you begin to have these conversations. Well, I love that you asked them. And that is another lesson in motherhood. I would say this is one of the most recent lessons is that I would be like, this is what you need to do. And that isn't teaching them anything. That's not teaching our children anything. So I love that you bring up questioning them because I'm trying so much more to say, what do you think we should do? What do you think you should do? I can't believe- How do you want to handle that? Yes. I said to Seth last night when when we were putting them to bed, I said, you know, I can't believe the smart things that they are coming up with on their own. Yeah. It's amazing how many parents will, will come to me and say, you know, I need help with this or help with that. And when I say, well, have you asked your child? They're like, no, never occurred to me. <laughs> Some, they usually of, have a pretty good clue. <laughs> well, and I think that we get stuck in the trap of thinking we know what's wrong or thinking we know what the problem or is right. or what's <laughs> right. And we yeah. don't ask them what's, what's going on. We just think right. we know, and we think we know what needs to happen and we're not we need to ask questions. That's right. So in our framework, in the impact model we teach, we talk about four phases of parenting. Phase one is the director mode. We all are really good at that. Right? Yes. And then yes. we tend to get stuck there. Yes. And phase two is collaboration. And collaboration, you're starting to share the agenda and you're starting to ask a lot of questions because that's what gives them a sense of agency and ownership. You want them to share the responsibility, I, you know, at some point we're not doing homework, they're doing homework. <laughs> so when do you want to yes. do your homework? It's not mine. Well, right? and even asking their opinion, I see how it makes them feel so capable and important. Yeah. I really want to get your opinion on something and I see them smile. Like I see how, yeah. how it makes them feel when I want to talk to them about what they think. Yeah. People love being asked their advice. Yes. That goes for children too. That is a good point. Right. And so, because you've got a teenager now, right? Almost. Yes. Okay. So here's my offer to you is when you start shifting from phase two, which is collaboration to phase three, which is support, the question shifts to how do you want me to handle it when? Mm. Right. How do you want me to handle it when you said you were going to do your homework and then I'm realizing it's not done? What do you want me to say? So you're not saying you're not directing. You're still asking question, but now you're really putting them in the leadership. That's a fabulous question. I should be writing that that down. You'll have fun with that one. (laughs) I like that question. And just so you know, phase four is championing and that they're much older by the time we get to that point. (laughs) We think we're going to hit that when they're like teenagers and not so much, not often. Mostly it's a little later. Yes, I would agree with that. Yes. (laughs) So, okay. So what do you, so based on your work, right? So you have a podcast, you talk about parenting, you make it really real, you keep it really positive, right? What do you think, what do you want parents of complex kids to understand better about their kids? Oh, you know, I think we all fall into looking at what our children is doing, what our children are doing, what are they doing wrong? How do we want to change the behavior? How is it making us feel? Who are we around and are we feeling embarrassed? We get into these 
questions that we're asking ourselves that has everything to do with the child and nothing to do with ourselves. Mm. And I was putting, I have noticed that myself and others were putting the whole responsibility on the child. The child is doing this wrong. The child needs to change. Well, what is, what is my role in that? What is our role as a parent in that? And I think what we need to understand is we have so much more power and control when we focus on what we're doing in the situation. Yeah. And well, so we can only control us. We have yes. influence over them. Yes. We can't control them, even though we think we can. Yes. But and we, we can get, control ourselves. Yes. And we want to control our kids and we think we need to control our kids, but that's not what it's about. And mm-hmm. someone said to me recently, a good parent is, it's not about the child's behavior. It's about the parent's behavior. And I went, I will take that to my grave because that is the most important thing as parents that we can learn is that our behavior is so much more important than our children's and will influence them. Well, if you think about it, it's called parenting, not childing, (laughs) right? In the old days, they used to do child rearing, but we are parenting. Yes. And so that starts with us. Yes, I will tell you that even in all of those homes, I had the pleasure of doing home visits. So I was seeing it all go down right before my eyes. And it's all look at what look at what I deal with. Look at this. Look at this. This is the sequence. You this see is what I have. To yes, handle? right. Yeah. Yes. This is the behavior. Can you believe this? And it was all like, blame, blame, blame. It's the kid's fault. And Sure. Something is going, something is, something is serious right now. Something is upsetting right now. And I will tell you, my eight-year-old has been the biggest parenting teacher in the universe. (laughs) Forget the books, the courses, the trainings, forget all of it. She is my greatest teacher. And I would say to myself, why is this kid so hard? Why is she giving me such a hard time? I don't deserve this. I'm a good mom. And then I was like, this is not about me. She's struggling. Right. Open your eyes. She's having a hard time. You know, Ross Green says, when you see a behavior, it's a symptom that they're dealing with something. And and our job as parents is to figure out what's going on and support them through it instead of, you know, expecting them to somehow make life easier for us. But it's so tempting. It's it's all about us. It's like, oh my gosh, they're making my life hard. Why can't they make- Or they're having a tantrum, I'm embarrassed. Yes. Yes. That's another way that it shows up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So many lessons. <laughs> so, so let's make this real. If you could say, offer one bit of advice for parents on how do I get my attention from them to me? What would, what would be the one oh, tip or trick that would help people do that? It's the line. It's the don't take it personally. There you go. That's awesome. the line. I yeah. was taking it personally. Yeah. You know, it's not, they're not doing it to us. They're not trying to upset us they're having a hard time and what are they struggling with and what can we help them learn from this? And it's funny because, you know, Lily will tell you, I have trouble controlling my anger. She will tell you that. that. And I, you know, and I just can't believe some of the things she says. And I was like, you know, especially when she's calm and it's over, I will say, okay, let's go over it together. Let's look at what happened and what can you do differently? And what can I do differently? And how can I help you through this? 
but I was, yeah, I was totally taking it personally. So, so when we teach, don't take it personally in sanity school last year, when we were teaching it live or earlier this year, a mom wrote in the comments and we're now using it. She said, just remember Q-tip, quit taking it personally. Oh, like, yes. And yeah. I don't know who wrote it, but we're, so we've shifted from don't take it personally to Q-tip. <laughs> I love that. that great? Yeah, That's great. Too. Yes. Okay. So we could talk forever, but we're going to start winding down. Tell us, tell people how they can get in touch with you, how they can find you. Okay. So my website is winypalooza.com and I don't think I need to spell it. I think you're going to have, you're going to have it in the show notes. It's spelled a little funky. So there is a website. I am on Facebook at winypalooza. I also have a Facebook group, Winey Palooza Mom, where I really started it. I wanted us to share tips and strengths and challenges. And I wanted a place to help people. Just another step I took to help people feel not alone. Yeah. And I'm on Instagram as Winey Palooza. And my podcast, Winey Palooza, is anywhere you listen to your podcast. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> and all the information is going to be in the show notes. Should so I show this? Know. Yes. And here's a copy of our book for those this of you is, on YouTube. This is my first book. I'm working on my second one. Aww, and my first book is on Amazon. So you can find it there. Fabulous. Thank you. Thank yes. you. Yes. So, okay. So we gotta, we're going to wrap this up. But before we do our kind of fun wrap, is there anything else you want to share with our listeners something, or something you hope the parents will take away from today? Yes. I just would like to tell myself When I'm talking to everyone else, I'm talking to myself too. So I want to tell myself and all of you, I just want us to be easier on ourselves every Mm. day. We're doing our best. Parenting is not this easy thing that we're all in. It is the hardest job I've ever had. It is the most rewarding job I've ever had. And I just think that if we can be a little easier on ourselves, that it will go so much smoother. Beautiful. Take it easy on yourself, everyone. Yeah. Okay. So fun wrap. Do you have a favorite quote or motto that you want to share? (laughs) I'm going to share with you my latest word. And you might have seen this on Facebook, but I came up with this this week. (laughs) I want us all. I love it. You're cracking yourself up. This is great. You're your own best audience. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So my latest word phrase for myself is to unsuper woman myself. Unsuper woman yourself. I <laughs> put down the cape. Right? Yes, we can't be in three places at once. We can't do everything. We have to ask for help. We need to take a break. It's okay if you're doing bagels for dinner one night. Right. Right? In fact, it might be healthier to have a smaller meal in the evenings and oh, a bigger meal in the mornings. There you go. Excellent advice. Yes. <laughs> Love it. Unsuperwoman. Thank you, Rebecca, for being here and for and just being so delightful <laughs> in what you do and what you bring to the world. It really, you know, a lot of people struggle with positivity, especially in the last couple of years. Mm. And Um, I hear that it's a conscious decision for you, but I also know that you kind of, you bring it naturally, right? Well, thank you so much. This was so much fun. I just loved talking to you and getting to see you again. 
Yeah, you too. I really enjoyed it. So thank you all for being here. Our guest has been Rebecca Green from Whiny Palooza. And all that information is in the show notes. Check her out. Check out her podcast. Check out her her blog and and her Facebook group. And um, to those of you listening, thank you for all that you're doing for yourselves and your kids. Remember, you're the one that makes the difference. Take care, everybody. You've been listening to the Parenting with Impact podcast with Elaine and Diane. For more information on the Impact Parents community or to join Sanity School for Parents, please visit impactparents.com. If you like what you've heard, please share this podcast with friends who need similar guidance and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.